With Zach, as by, usual. By Zach, as usual. It's no always, surprise uh, there. No surprise there. And then we, we got Robert in the background. We as have our Robert audience. sitting in. Robert, you want to say hello? Hello. All right, there Robert, you go. Robert was sent here by the UN as an international observer to make sure there's no human rights abuses taking <laughs> yeah. place on this podcast. Yeah. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, uh, fucking crypto, dude. I, I swear, that shit seems like it's never going out of the fucking news. There's always some goddamn fucking shit coin being pumped. And, uh, I, I sent you the other day, I sent you that, um, the one on one of the new... Well, just, just a reminder for... Oh, if, yeah. Just so, in case people didn't listen to a prior episode, or just as a reminder, um, on, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, yeah. an episode, we covered the crypto scam... That was conducted by, allegedly conducted by um, a member to a FaZe Clan and other online influencers. Basically, there's been, since the proliferation of Bitcoin in the past several months and Ethereum, and then of course everybody's probably heard of Dogecoin, there's been an uptick in uh, alternative cryptocurrencies that most of the time go nowhere and most of them turn out to be pump and dump schemes. Right. So we're just kind of keeping an eye on these and developments. And I know, pump and dump sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? It sounds mm. it sounds, it sounds, sounds really good and safe. Imagine if someone in prison said, I'm going to pump and dump you. That hey wouldn't there, sound like a hey good there, thing. I'm going to pump and dump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so, yeah. So the token in question this time... The last time it was the Save the Kids token, but this time it's the Dink Doink. Dink Doink. You holding your doink? Dink Doink. Yeah. That's so a horrible name. It's terrible. Um, basically, it's... Um, it's propagated by... Uh, by Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I swear to God, those guys are literally just... Uh, they're vacuums for just, like, shit... Lo- sh- well... Just- I think we both know when we talked about this uh, earlier this week, what's obvious, it's obvious what's happening here. They're trying to cash in on the meme coin phenomenon. And like you made this good point where you're like, the Dogecoin kind of worked because it was natural. Now they're trying to kind of make it a thing you know you can't yeah force you can't memes. force a genuine yeah you can't you can't like that's why the that's why you know there's like the hilarious attempts like like hillary clinton like pokemon go to the polls huh you know what i mean like just anytime it's, it's as corny as that is because you can't it's for- definitely corny it's a you corny ass coin yeah and you can't you can't force like a because it became you know kind of like a like an ironic movement the dogecoin thing right it's like yeah we're just gonna we want to whole hodl you know hodl your coins you know it's just stupid all of the memes around this shit is so stupid yeah but the ding doing this one's egregiously gross because uh jake paul one of the funniest things i is found it about- jake or logan paul fuck i get them both confused it's, I think Lo- it's, logan, it's logan paul yeah. it is logan paul and Logan Paul was acting like at first he's like, dude, there's this funny, stupid coin, huh? and it's called Dink Doink, and it's just the cutest, dumbest shit ever, and I'm holding my donk. Yeah, see, he was trying to play it off like, whatever, I'm not a part of this, I just heard about it, and it's so funny. And they're trying to make it natural, it. yeah. And he helped create yeah. it, and just another instance of fucking seeing your, your fans as just a collective 
bags of money and yeah. you're just like you want to fucking exploit them you know that's what most of these altcoins are turning out to be they're getting they're getting pushed by influencers or whatever they're trying to take quick advantage of the meme while it's still there and we all know memes on the internet come and go quickly and you know what and um, memes and you, you don't underestimate dead underestimate internet, dead internet you don't under, under underestimate the the strength of memes cuz memes has caused you know like memes are they're they're a major political force one of the things i was reading about recently funny enough since we're just talking about memes Mm -mm. is that uh the child tax care credit is in is in this new uh infrastructure bill right and and it basically is like if you have like okay like let's say like three kids i think it's like a hundred per kid you get a month to help to go towards expenses and um and i saw like people on tiktok were memeing that you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just you know the pow- the strength of memes. It goes into every field. The dead internet, the yeah. algorithms, the power of the algorithm, and the influence that internet has over us these days is scary. And yeah. stuff like this, whether it's used for political means or for financial means, it's borders on dangerously irresponsible by i think the parties that push it oh yeah um so um this is just our weekly advisor to be cautious of all these altcoins especially ones being pushed by either of the paul brothers or anyone from phase or any youtuber or anyone like that we would strongly at least i would strongly recommend not purchasing these coins the I meme s- effect will die, yeah. and they'll wither away, and most likely you'll buy, and it'll fall to, like, one hundredth of a penny. Yeah. And you'll lose a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, so stay away from that shit. Stay away. Stay away from Dink that Dink doink. Shit. It's a joke. Also- They know it's a joke. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the name, dude. They want I- it to be funny enough where it can be pumped oh. up a little bit, big sell-off. But the thing is, too, we forgot to mention, is that they created, like, a whole little, like, South Park-style cartoon Yeah, they're basically, like, ripping it. I thought that was weird. I'm like, is South Park in on this? No, no, they're not. It's they're just, just blatantly they're, they're ripping just it off. I mean, I guess South Park doesn't have, like, a- hold on the art style they yeah. use it's not like trademarked it's i guess a, it's not wouldn't be considered like yeah. an ip like no intellectual I guess, property i don't know i mean i i guess that's a case that could be made but it's not so uh. um yeah uh well they're trying as hard as they can to make it a thing and yeah it won't be a thing it'll never be a fucking <laughs> bold <thing>. prediction yeah <laughs> anyway so uh oh yeah also i saw um and talking about the frito-lay the frito-lay stuff there was um, another uh, fact that came out just through the strikes um, that apparently um, that at the end of every month, if they worked, they had to work. They were working every day. Right. Um, and they were doing the suicide shifts. Remember? Um, and this is a story we covered last week. Right. Right. And um Basically, these basically what was learned is that they would earn a point. They'd earn a point for every thirty-one days worked. So people, and I guess even one point isn't equal to like a day off. I guess it's a couple points. People were saying that they were working five months straight. That's fucking ridiculous, and it's gross. So support labor movements. Yeah, that's, that's all you a- can really do. Well, I have one more update to a story I covered a couple weeks ago. This is just a small little uh, one that I heard on the news this morning. Um, 
the in the president of Haiti's assassination. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy that originally was like, "Hey, I'm the president now." I think he was like a foreign minister in Haiti. Right. Um, he stepped back, and like an interim prime minister has taken power, and the guy kind of stepped back into his foreign minister role at the urgence of the uh, U.S. government. And um, in an interview I heard this morning, a Haitian person someone a haitian citizen was talking about how a lot of this is strings are being pulled by the u.s right more cases of u.s imperialism um in the in central and latin america the caribbean yeah and um you know they're kind of advocating for like why are we just allowing the u.s to choose who's going to be our president who whoever the u.s props up because as the president. we know they, better dude they we want know better they dude. want a more pure democracy there they dude, want we go citizen. abroad and we fucking we make it all good all right I guess we, so. we, all right we're just but the fucking best at it all right journalist or advocate for the haitian people that i heard this morning was saying that there should be fair um elections held without u.s involvement which i support because that would be the most purest form of democracy which is cool <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Uh, All right, so um, let's just get in right into it. Fuck it. Um, Those are our updates. That's our updates. Of our previous stories. Update. Well, uh, <laughs> update. Oh, my God. Um, so, all right. So, uh, I wanted to... So, I, I was looking for, like, things to talk about this week, and, um, you know, I, I had a lot of different ideas, um... But one thing kind of came to mind uh, because I just kind of want to, like, state it out front that, like, like, I've had friends, like, suggest me, like, certain topics to talk about. And, like, culture war bullshit, I'm not interested in, really. Right? Define culture war. All right. So, like, culture war, I mean, like, you know, um, uh, like, Colin Kaepernick kneeling at the, uh, you know, at uh, during the anthem or... Mm -hmm. Uh, the MLB refusing to to um, to host in Georgia because of the voter re the restriction laws. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, just anything that has to do that. It, I just don't. I mean, I I care somewhat, but I don't really I don't really care for the most part because it's just like it just seems like it's always a distraction. It's always a distraction away from other stuff. And the reason, the way I've come to this point is I'm, I'm actually still in the process of reading it. It's a, it's a really good book. It's uh, it's called uh, What is the Matter with Kansas and How the Democrats Lost the Midwest, basically. That's mm -hmm. what it's called by Thomas Frank. Great book. Um, <clears throat> in the book, uh, he basically the thesis is that that cancel culture war cancer culture is the same shit um was created by gop elites to dupe what the white working class into voting against its own economic interest mm -hmm. right um so like you know in kansas he takes kansas because that's where he was from and in kansas evangelical churches used to protest abortion and all other liberal plagues on culture <laughs> you know yeah. um and, uh, you know, like evolution, you know, it's like, but they, but the people who actually like got behind it, they were like, they believed it's like, oh, we're challenging scientific authority. Right. But in all reality, it's just some shit drum up by politicians just to, uh, basically deregulate markets and 
stuff like that. So, well, I, you know, I definitely agree because I do think a lot of the stuff we, um, a lot of issues that are common in the American quote unquote political discourse or that are like common threads in the mainstream media or, or on social media platforms a lot of it just seems so contrived and it seems like non-issue after non-issue right. is just being pushed and you know like the, doc- and the dr discussed. seuss shit the, yeah. the mr potato and head a lot shit. of it just feels like it's part of some greater outrage machine to yeah. kind of like push reactionary totally. philosophies totally. and ideas it, it, and that's basically what it is it's um you know uh instead of you know he talked about like back in the day when there was economic inequality and there you know basically talks about how big business um basically ruined these farmers and ruined their livelihoods right and you know it used to be a very liberal area right when it was work when it was working class it was at least you know liberals. i have heard that back in the late 19th early 20th century that um the working class whites were a big progressive voting block they were and that yeah. yeah there was some flip-flop among usually in the nixon to reagan era um there was some kind of flip-flop where they the right-wing parties and forces kind of won over working class whites and lower class um on you know usually without a college education yeah. people living in more rural areas yeah and you know um when i talk about the working class i'm not i'm referring to you know everybody you know not just white people but you know i just feel like you mm-hmm. have to make that clear because sometimes people will be like oh you're talking about the working class you're just talking about the white working class i'm like no I'm talking about everybody well in this case um a lot of working class people that are n- not considered white still is a big voting block for the Democrats, whereas right. I feel like they've all but lost most the majority of white working class. So I think there is a case to be made that there is like a little bit of a racial element here, but maybe that has to do with the culture war. So, so please continue. Yeah, yeah. So instead of talking about social and economic inequality, like the politicians and the pundits, um, they talk about hot button you know cultural issues to redirect anger at either because now it's either it, you know democrats and liberals engage in you know cult, culture war shit too you mm-hmm. know i'm i'm just saying i i got to a point where i was sick and tired of these conservatives like basically canceling doing cancel culture you know uh and like like most recently, I can't remember the lady's name, but I think she was a sprinter and she kneeled for the flag. And you know, of course, right wing people were like, "Oh, well, she shouldn't be running for him," you know, all that shit, as always. And um, it's like, "Oh, you're not proud to be an American." It's like, no, maybe they are proud. They're just, you know, they're taking a stance, you know. And it just, but the thing is, is that it all just is just a distraction. That person has the right to fucking kneel or do whatever they want, and people just get get caught in a tizzy because it it's it becomes like a hot button issue. It becomes like a hot topic, like you know, like the Colin Kaepernick shit was. Yeah, it's all outrage. So you know, Colin Kaepernick in his original protest, like just sat on the bench. Yeah, and then people got mad, and he tried. You know, he tried to well, like kind of come well, up with a no, 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 with so, a compromise, and he went and talked to some veteran. Yeah. yeah, he talked to, a, and the guy a, was like, you know, I understand where you're coming from. 
But he's like, if you want to meet in the middle and, you know, have some actual outreach to the people who are just going to be like, oh, look at him disrespecting the troops and the right. flag. And he was like, well, try kneeling. And even that was still, like, enough for people to get. Which kneeling is, like, gentrifect. You yeah, gentrifect I, I, okay, just when real, you're in church. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem disrespectful. Yeah, dude, but. kneeling sounds honestly, like, more respectful <laughs> if you really think about it. Like, if you just see a bunch of j- jags just kneeling and you see a dude, uh, you see, I'm sorry, you see a bunch of people just standing with their hands over their hearts or you see a guy kneeling in reverence it seems it seems honestly if you if i was an alien coming down that the guy kneeling seems more patriotic to me i mean he just seems more it seems like more respectful i'm just i'm talking about just you know picking semantics but anyway Mm -hmm. so um but the Democrats, what they did is they really forsake these people. What they ended up doing is instead of going towards working class dollars, they started courting more corporate money uh-huh. and started looking for uh, more aff- more affluent whites, right? Um, yeah, so there's a coalition of uh, social conservatives and economic conservatives, right? Mm-hmm. And the social conservatives are the ones, you know, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens who just go out there and just, you know, just dr- drum up hate and fucking, you know, just, you know, what what she does. And on a tear about all kinds of silly things all the time. Yeah, exactly. The, which, you know, how she, um, I don't want to bring you too off topic, but what was the one she did? Where, oh man, I can't remember. Well, she, there was the she Jewish like space big, lasers. There okay, was that, that one. <laughs> that one, I do remember. No, she made like some weird big thing about like not wanting to wear a mask inside the, uh, when Congress was oh, gathering, yeah. you know, or, yeah. you know, and like that's like her political, like that's how she fuels her political machine is doing stuff like that. Right. Where she knows like, you know, we're here at work, anybody that's working, you know, you got to wear a mask at work and being a congressman, I guess, is a job. Right. It's up for debate. And, but. and so so there's like the economic conservatives, right, who just focus on policy and like basically cutting taxes, corporate taxes, cutting, you know, deregulating, just all that manner sort of stuff. So the social conservatives, they'll drum up the culture war, you know, drum and like get uh, the voting base mobilized for these these, you know, hot button issues. But then when they get in, all they do is just they do the same shit as the the economically conservative folk. You know what I mean? They just go in and then they just do like, you know, they never battle for these culture wars once they get into office because they're all just political pieces. Right. They all wage cultural battles where victory is not possible. In order to explain to the cons, the conservatives, uh, why no progress gets made on these issues, politicians and pundits point their fingers to a liberal elite, a straw man representing everything that conservatism is not. When reasons are given, they eschew economic reasons in fear of accusing this elite of simply hating America or having a desire to harm average Americans. So, you know what I mean? Like, the whole... uh, like they, they 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 make you know the liberally seem like this these group that are coming down and they're coming for you and they're mm-hmm. they're gonna make they're gonna victimize you. Well, like, you know, we talked about Tucker Carlson last week, and I think one thing uh, that we brought up was how like he frames himself as like this rebel, like an outsider, oh, and like yeah. the machine is run by these liberal elites, the media, the government. 
You yeah. know, everything's run by these liberal elites, and and Tucker Carlson's an outsider. You oh, know, yeah. with his bow tie, with his and all, bow tie and all, and, all his and money. He, you know, so a lot of times, what I've noticed, um, a big part of like right wing politics is like they framing themselves as like the resistance, the rebels to right. some like liberal machine that they're like fighting against to throw off some yoke of government that you know is oppressing them you right. know while pushing economic you know under under behind the curtain pushing economic policies that are actually the the bigger chains than anything that the uh right. quote-unquote liberal machine creates right no yeah, exactly and um not you know one of the another quote I want to read just real quick. Sorry. Um, not long ago, Kansas would have responded to the current situation regarding to uh, big businesses um, pushing out these smaller farmers. Uh, they would be by making the bastards pay. They w- this would have been a political certainty as predictable as what happens when you touch a match to a puddle of gasoline. When business screwed the farmers and the workers, when it implemented monopoly strategies invasive beyond the populist furthest imaginings, uh, when it ripped off shareholders and casually casually tossed thousands out of work, you could be damn sure what would follow. Not these days. Out here, the gravity of discontent only pulls in one direction, to the right, to the right, and further to the right. Strip Kansans of their job security, and they have to become outright registered Republicans. Push them off uh, their land. The next thing you know, they'll be protesting in front of abortion cl- clinics. Squander their life savings for manicures uh, for CEO. And there's a good chance they'll be joining the John Birch Society. But ask them about remedies their ancestors proposed, unions, antitrust, public ownership. And you might as well be, be as well referring to the days when knighthood was in flower. <laughs> okay, so, so what basic- does that mean? <laughs> okay, so basically what he's saying in that um when in that quote is that and set like long ago when there was a stronger coalition of of a working class, they would when when you know when corporations and shit like that would push them off, they would fight, they would do this. But the conservatives turned them into basically just you know anger machines and people to like like it was saying protesting abortion clinics, you know. So basically through economic and cultural economic insecurities and cultural anxieties, they were able to push the working class further right is that what i'm am i understanding that right that's exactly right and the thing is is that you know what he was saying at the end is like you ask them like what could fix you know like you you being out of a job or this or that and they'll be like oh i don't know and they won't even bring that up but when you go when you talk about you know like abortion or whatever the current cancel culture or you know culture war topic is at the time they'll, they'll 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 have an opinion on that but they won't have an opinion on like a corporate tax rate or you know what i mean like it's like something that would actually affect them you mm-hmm. know what i mean or antitrust uh you know legislation yeah because sh- most of these quote-unquote culture war issues like the effect on the individual is like nil in most cases like transgender people using the bathroom isn't gonna really affect people's day-to-day life all that much or you know some hollywood insider getting you know 
Me Too isn't really going to affect people's, the individual's day-to-day life all that much. But when they use these issues, they can create the outrage machine and direct that right. energy, that, that reactionary energy into pushing right-wing politicians and using it as a base of of gathering votes i yeah. guess yeah basically basically they they appeal to like people's like you know like you know base anger i mean i've seen this happen in person with people yeah uh, from all walks of life who maybe didn't start out very political but like slowly this is a big thing i've noticed in over the past decade that's taken place you know maybe you know somebody who maybe has a few political opinions or whatnot but overall you know they're not like you know beating the drum and marching in line with you know nationalists or any political party for that matter but you know in recent years there's just been this weird shift i've seen it time and time again where that person through like a slow etching of these like a slow little bombardment i guess to say of these like right-wing talking points about like you know you know the whether it's anything as silly as like the gay agenda or <laughs> the like, war on christmas you know the, the war, war on yeah, christmas one of our, or, we, we always uh, side note we always love it like we me and you we've joked at ends about when conservatives you know talk about the war on christmas like it's a mm. battlefield it's like oh it's a war on christmas they're not letting us say they're making us say happy holidays <laughs> god damn it or you know anything like transgender people taking over the world to anything that's a little bit more debatable like you know liberal media control i guess or whatever so like slowly like people will hear this stuff and like and like it'll maybe just be something they're frustrated about but then that like anger and those frustrations directed at those non-issues as i like to call them yeah become begin the spiral and then mix that with the economic anxieties we've all been experiencing if you know yeah. over the past oh, yeah. decade and yeah. longer you know mix that in and all of a sudden you've got a budging a bur- bud- budding nationalist reactionary nationalist on your hands who's voting for far-right politicians who are yeah. implementing far-right policies and further exacerbating a lot of the problems there's no solutions there that are being offered really like what's the solution to like even even as bad as it was like the democrats like kind of abandoning you know these midwest folk as as sad as that is the republicans basically are using them and in using them as almost as just manpower just to push their agendas right they they use them as they just see them as you know um but you know it's funny is that a lot of these Republicans, you know, they're they're just as elitist as the the as the politicians and pundits and whatnot. They're just as elitist as they fuck as the Democrats that they choose to you know you know. Oh demonize. yeah, even more so. I think that there is. I've heard things. I've heard people say there is a lot more money backing right wing think tanks and right-wing politicians and right-wing pundits than there is backing more progressive like they're the money flows the majority of the time towards the right in politics i think yeah no I, I i totally agree you know it's funny i was like just looking for like certain examples like one that like would catch my eye of like really absurd cancel culture type culture war type shit and there was one where 
I saw, um, you know, I don't know if you know many of the Fox News. I only know her because she's like one of the biggest like Trump stands on Fox News. But her name's uh, Judge Janine Pirro. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's 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 terrible. Um, and one of the things she said in in regards to the shutdown of Parlor, you remember that? The, oh, yeah, she, oh, yeah, man, yeah. This just reminds me. Go on. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Just... And then the shutting down of Parlor, uh, she said that it's a censorship as akin to the Crystal Knock. <laughs> like, like you know, what I mean, this is they don't care what they say or what effect it's going to have on people, just as long as it serves their agenda. Mm. You know, and uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much all like all from the book. I'm sorry, but just um, you know, just the whole, the I I think the idea that Thomas Frank poses the thesis that he poses in this book is very interesting because a lot of this shit just serves as a distraction so that they can just continue deregulating and continue to uh, make wealth inequality even greater than it already was. Hmm. Yeah. So here, here's a funny one that I thought that I just remember when you mentioned Parler. Recently in this past week, some guy um, who claims to be the youngest bit, like, crypto coin millionaire Oh, is this the, is this the Freedom Phone guy? Yes, yes, yes I saw this. There's was... someone blatantly profiting off of uh yeah no that's a great that, thank you for bringing that up that is a great example <laughs> that freedom phone fucking guy dude did you see that they went and looked into what it is and they found that this guy was buying some like third party cheap ass phone yeah. off aliexpress yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and relabeling it as the freedom phone yeah. and they're 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 calling it the patriot store <laughs> where you can go and you can purchase all these apps Hilarious. that have basically been barred for for violating you know the major app stores terms of service you know there's maybe more of a little bit of a topic there but we'll save that for another time but um i just think that's hilarious that they're literally like at this point they know and they're gonna exploit it they're gonna exploit this anxiety of people this anxiety they're building think pressing this idea that big tech is in cahoots with the liberal elites yeah. and they're banning they're slowly banning these platforms and deplatforming you know right-wing pundits and online personalities and slowly but surely removing free speech <laughs> you know from america yeah and um I just think it's hilarious that, you know, the whole selling point of this phone is basically revolves around that idea. I feel yeah. anybody that I feel bad for anybody that's gullible enough to be like, I need I need the freedom phone. Yeah, I need the freedom be, phone. Yeah. And then they'll probably <laughs> install Facebook on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like those apps are and you just you're just if you stick to those apps, you're just going to pull yourself further into a into a, a biased bubble. That's basically what those apps are. It's, it's basically, you know they exist to purely cater to to right-wing ideas and stuff and not have any you know pushback to them and allow people to get further sucked into these bubbles and you know it's all based off of um um cancel culture uh, the idea of it um be run it run amok a little bit i yeah. think again and it's I like do- a non-issue like really were these apps really that important were they really providing no. that much of a difference in people's and, day-to-day and, life and the reason i just want to bring i wanted to kind of like just talk about this is i wanted to you know make people aware of the book i think it's a, honestly it's probably one of the best political books i've ever read written read read i'm fucking retarded <laughs> that's uh, obvious <laughs> 
I mean, if people have been following this podcast, yeah. that's become very clear. It's very clear. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to bring this up because I see a lot of people falling for the bait of reacting to, you know, like just, you know, culture war bullshit and in many facets. And a lot of times I just say that it's really all not that important and it's most likely they're using it as a smoke screen so that they can do more dubious things behind the scenes are you gonna get a freedom phone fuck no <laughs> well i call my phone the slavery phone so it keeps me i want slave. a phone that has yeah it yeah. keeps me a sheep like every time i turn it on in the morning it's like bah, and i'm yeah. like hello corporate overlords <laughs> hello li- liberal elites <laughs> And then, uh, and then I go on, and it's like I try to log on to my parlor account. <laughs> yeah, as you wanna, do. And because you know, I wanted to post something about you know Colin Kaepernick or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, next thing I know, it's banned, and I'm like, wow, I don't have any freedom whatsoever. What I need is Tragic. a freedom phone. So really, this is a godsend. We're not doing I a think. fucking ad for them, Zach. This right? is a you know, godsend. No, no, no. I hope I turn on this phone in the in the morning and 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 God bless America, blast out the speakers. God bless your phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it I had on that. Um, you wanna you wanna go into the Olympics? All right. So the Olympics. I'm yeah. sure everybody has been. Waiting for this Olympics with bated breath oh. after it was postponed last year due to the uh, that thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot. Well, why, what was it called again? I forget. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> the, the pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> um, so, um. well, obviously, I'm sure everybody knows where it is and that it's happening. But how many people are really watching? Has it even started? I don't know. No. I think it's somewhat. No. No, 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 no. It's somewhat started because I swear I've heard that the U.S. women's softball team has won a couple games. So it's kind of started. Kind of. I mean, but <laughs> why would you know that? Because who's watching the Olympics in 2021? I literally <laughs> haven't. I remember the last time like sitting down and watching the Olympics was when everyone was like hyping up Michael Phelps. And, you know, that you was had, the last like, time yeah, that I remember Beijing. the Olympics. Like, that's the last time I yeah. really remember, like, because sitting down and watching an yeah. Olympics, you know, when I was like, what? I was like 13, 14 at the time. Yeah. And I was really, really into uh, women's gymnastics. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, was her name Shannon or Sean? Sean? Sean. Oh, my God. She was. She was excellent, a great athlete, and um, that's why I watched <laughs> okay, it for creep. the for the. Uh, I was 13, 14, Come on, right. I loved women's gymnastics, <laughs> and my other favorite was speed walking. So, Is that really one? Yeah, speed walking's real. It's it's different than running because you're supposed to have one foot on the ground at all times. So dumb. and then it was like a massive herd of just people quickly walking around this track it was is it, hilarious isn't there one where like it's like ribbon dancing where they like oh there's ribbon dancing yeah, yeah. yeah i mean there's literally yeah and you know like i get the idea behind it right the olympics like oh like we'll have everybody compete against each other but like you see it in like recent days and you're just like it seems like kind of outdated i mean yeah you put it on maybe like if you're flipping through the channels you're like oh the olympics is on and you put it on maybe just to see what's happening and then you're just watching people swim up and down the pool 
and you get you maybe watch for 10 15 watch minutes and you're like okay let's see what's on what else is on watch the turn it off and then tune into the motherfucking x games yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what, that's what the real g's x do. games where it's at so <laughs> yeah dude you're not oh am i gonna see the olympics some dude on a smo- snowmobile do a flip and that's the winter Olympics. even worse than the summer olympics oh my god yeah at least the summer olympics it has like real like the Shout winter out to Olymp- the jamaican bobsled team <laughs> yeah. though Hell yeah, shout out to them though. Uh, but no, like, remember, like, there's one where it's like one where you have to like ski a little bit and then shoot a couple of targets and what? then ski some more. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even ju- right. Yeah, right, Rob. That's I weird. Know, small, but yeah, I mean, the win- the the Winter Olympics is cool because it's got a weirder collection of of sports and activities. That's what I like about it. It's got like a okay. weirder, stranger one. Yeah, yeah, I can the see summer, that. The summer, the Olympics is just it's just funny to turn on. I, I love international events. First off, I will say that that's what's cool about the Olympics is it's kind of an international community coming together to participate in some global event, which we're is cool. Better, more America and, better win. You know. <laughs> um, but for the most part, and and some of the some of the activities are just like never televised either, so it's kind of funny to just turn oh, on dude, and watch. Dude, I, I watch the women's weightlifting, dude. That, oh, yeah. Uh, or, to turn it on and watch like Olympic archery or Olympic bowling <laughs> is kind of fun <laughs> for like 15 minutes, and then you get bored yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you change the channel. I'd rather watch baseball. That's so, how boring it is. Why? What makes this year's Olympics interesting is that it's still being held amidst that thing, um, the pandemic, and so this Olympics is a little bit more. Uh, it has a lot, a lot less pomp and circumstance than the typical oh, Olympics. No. I don't know. I haven't seen it. You know, usually like speaking of Beijing, they had that oh, huge sh- opening ceremony with people banging drums. Oh shit! Fucking people flying well, and shit. Real, real quick. I just, mm. oh, I, you know, I do love a good opening ceremony. I don't though. think there's one for this year. So oh, because because of the pandemic has ruined it. So the point I'm trying to uh, my question here is because Japan has been placed where it's being held, Tokyo. Japan has been placed under a state of emergency. In yeah. order to host the Olympics, they placed their country <laughs> under a state of emergency. And well. I know, right? In fact, I've been seeing things online. The majority of Japanese citizens don't even want the Olympics to happen. They're like, we're good. It was cool 10 years ago when we were assigned this Olympics. <laughs> but now... We can we we're willing to give up the Olympics if it means removing a state of emergency. You yeah. know? Yeah. So uh, so is so what what else has been going on? Because I know that Toyota recently pulled their sponsorship. Yeah, so, so what makes it different? So due to all the controversy that hosting the Olympics during a pandemic causes, um, right. a lot of the people of Japan, I already mentioned that the citizens, a lot of them don't really want it there. And big sponsors have pulled out. Toyota, Japan's right. biggest company, is refusing to air ads or you know sponsor anything during the events because <laughs> they're just like no, they they're like that should be a no go. My idea, what I, what I was thinking about it the other day is, I'm like, why don't they just push it all back? Just say, hey. Sorry, 2020 Olympics didn't happen. We'll just see y'all. Yeah, yeah, and just whatever, and 2022 whatever city, than- whatever international city had it in 2024, push them back to 2028, and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. Well. Well, no, 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 because the winter one's going to be next year in 2022, right? Yeah. So just push summer back to to 2024. 
you know, and just oh, just outright cancel the 2020 and push them. I understand the one point I do understand and I'm sympathetic towards is the athletes. A lot of athletes only have one chance at the Olympics because, right. you know, they're in their prime. They've done all this training they're at the peak performance. And right now is their one shot at their best performance of a lifetime. Yeah. So that's the one thing Wait, that I understand. Especially and- in... Um- uh, the uh, gymnastic, artistic, and rhythmic. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially so, in the the in karate. Yeah, I mean, a lot uh, yeah. of these are young people who've trained a lifetime for this moment, and pushing it back kind of doesn't give them that opportunity. Oh, that oh those been... ping pong guys, they're at the top of their abilities. Dude. <laughs> those guys, they're at the top of their game, and you're telling me they're gonna have to wait. So yeah, basically yeah, <laughs> and that would be like probably the best move for the world at all large but it would be pretty pretty damning for these athletes to do all that training just mm-hmm. to be told hey sorry this goal you've worked towards your entire life is not happening this year and you're gonna right. have to maybe wait four more years when your game is possibly not as sharp or not you're not at your peak that you are now mm-hmm. and that's the one thing i am sympathetic towards and i do understand right. so in order to accommodate at first they were gonna have spectators i'm a little unclear about the whole spectators thing at first they were gonna have spectators but they're oh, gonna wait, say wait, real quick this is our shame segment yeah this if is shame do, yeah, we're shame shaming. on the olympics shame shame <laughs> the olympics <laughs> they suck a fat dick <laughs> goddamn olympics so and we've already said sports are fake anyways exactly so <laughs> yeah, why would you want to watch one where it's a bunch of sports that are fake okay <laughs> a bunch of they fake added sports. okay he, wait here we go we, they added some this sport- is one giant facade think of this more of, of a theater a theatrical event yeah. than a sporting event <laughs> yeah i mean okay karate's new uh skateboarding apparently nice uh, rad. Uh, sport climbing. I did hear about that one. Speed climbing. <laughs> uh, surfing. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Um, right on. Yeah, but there's trampoline gymnastics. Oh, dude, that actually sounds cool. <laughs> I kind of want to watch that. All right, all right. Um, for the okay, ladies no that put washed, in all that hard work. No one's work. watching the like wrestling. No one's watching wrestling. I guess yeah. Most people aren't. I'm, sailing. If you're, <laughs> sailing, hell yeah. <laughs> see, sometimes it just sounds so silly, and you never see it anywhere else yeah. except in the Olympics. That's the one cool thing about it. Is you turn on the TV and you're like, "Holy fucking shit!" The g- professional sailing once just Fuck called yeah. once just called equestrian. A co- that's horse racing. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Fencing. Fencing's awesome. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, we got uh, boxing. Lame. I mean, hold on. Before you continue with this list, a lot of these sports events, these sports competitions already occur, and a lot of times the biggest prize in a lot of these sporting events is if the, money. isn't the gold medal. <laughs> it's like, like I think about this. The NBA Finals just happened. Shout out to Giannis. Shout out Giannis. And, and the Milwaukee Bucks. But, like, you know, there's the U.S. men's basketball team is going to compete in the Olympics. Right. Who cares about the, the, U, the NBA finals? What matters right. more in terms of, like, prestige in, in the competition? Someone said, bro, Giannis, he completed everything you can do in the NBA at 26. 
but as you won a gold medal in the Olympics, who cares? <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> He's been back-to-back uh, MVP. Okay? Same thing with soccer. Take the world's like soccer occurs in the Olympics, but the most prestigious international event is is the World Cup or the Euro Cup that took place this right. year. Like or a the lot Champions, of times, Champions League and uh, or Champions League for club. I yeah. was speaking more internationally, but. Um, you know, a lot of times in a lot of these sports, the highest honor, the highest championship isn't even an Olympic gold medal itself. I'm sure it's pretty dope to win an Olympic gold medal. <laughs> oh, oh it's know? very dope. <laughs> but like, you know, the U.S. men's basketball team, I feel like goes out there just to like I heard in Brazil. Was it Brazil the re- last time I heard they weren't they didn't stay in the Olympic Village because, hello, they're professional NBA athletes. Yeah. They stayed on a mega yacht off the coast Hell yeah. and just partied. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, they probably barely like I'm sure they tried and they cared maybe a little bit but like for them it's like i i bet you a lot more work and a lot more blood sweat and tears are put into the nba playoffs and finals speaking of speaking of the olympic village i bet you there's a lot of fucking that goes on (laughs) so unfortunately covid um um unfortunately olympic village the olympic village um so because of the covid um restrictions that have been that have been placed um, this year. Um, the Japanese organizers um, and the International Olympic Committee doesn't really want a lot of commingling among the athletes oh, no. in order to reduce the spread of of COVID. Um, so basically, they don't want people having sex, which is, I guess is a common theme. If I was invited to the Olympics, that's what I'd be looking forward to more than oh, any gold medal is just the crazy yeah, sex it, that happens with all the hot Swedish yeah. men Ooh. coming in, chisel chest. Yes. Hello, sir. Hey, I my am name just, is Gustav. I'm looking for the discotheque. <laughs> yes, it's the discotheque. Fun. We are here for rowing. We are professional rowers, as you can see by our big muscles coming in. Ooh. And, <laughs> and <laughs> anyways, so I guess yes. this, Oh, wait, this, okay. Wait, this is like the one moment for swimmers to shine because yeah. no one gives a shit about swimming at any other time. Exactly. And, and it's just like, and honestly, even when I watch the swimming, I'm like, okay. So, I, but anyways, <laughs> what, I guess out, for... What? Go for it. Oh, Go Robert for it. would like to tell a story about swimming. Let's hear it, Robert. So I partied with some swimmers one time and, you know, they like to go crazy. Where at? It was at the a university in the SEC. Okay. Okay. Right? And they <laughs> like to party, uh-huh. but the funny thing is they all cut out by like 12.45, 1 o'clock, because they're so used to waking up the next morning for workouts. <laughs> so, can I... Go for it. 45 more seconds. No, no, talk as long as you want, Rob. I went to a swimmer party one time, and I brought some of my friends who are from California, and some of them... Ended up going home with some of the swimmers that night. And like to hook up or just as buddies? Like, no, they were fucking. (laughs) But um, one of the guys, he improved his time by two seconds on like the 50 the next day. It was a personal record. And the swimmers always talked about me and my roommate from then on forward. Because they were like, yo, you need to come through. I'm. That swimmers, was some good times. You know, and, and swimmers, bro, they they, yeah, they don't fuck around. They party until they gotta go to sleep and wake up the next morning. All right, I didn't know that. A deep insight into the world of swimming. Who know? Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Robert got him laid. Yeah. How we won't ask. Yeah. Wink, wink. Oh. So due to um, you know, a bunch of 
very fit um, young people from around the world coming into the same place. It's oh, very man. conducive to uh, babies being made. to sexual activity. Well, the Olympics has their own condom brand, and this year they're not passing <laughs> them out because they don't. A big thing that the Olympic Committee is trying to push is to reduce the amount of commingling, cohabitating. And fucking because they don't want COVID to spread. And, you know, obviously that would be a, a reason that COVID could spread easily. Right. It would just be the all the wild sex that's happening <laughs> wow. at the Olympic Village yeah. among, you know, people from around the world that are very fit. You yeah. know, so I'm not just co- co- the condoms aren't being handed out this year as to not encourage it. But it's not just that. Um, online recently they're posting pictures of the beds that they've set up for the oh, Olympic God. athletes staying at the village the yeah. Olympic village right. and they're cardboard beds <laughs> that, yeah so that like it can only support one person and if two people were on there pounding away <laughs> the bed would collapse and then, and that's then, ruining sex because we all know sex isn't as good on the floor <laughs> and you know obviously Athletes in their prime need a bed to be on for sex. They can't have sex in any other way. Forget the showers. Forget the streets. Okay, I am, I'm looking at these and beds. No alcohol is allowed in the Olympic Village. And also a big thing is um, no tourism. The athletes aren't allowed to go out and tour. Obviously, the main point of of for the city to be hosting the Olympics is the tourism, the influx in tourism and all the money that brings. But no tourism will be allowed by the athletes. And even international spectators are not being allowed into the country. Yeah, there's a picture of... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it literally... I can't believe it's literally made of cardboard. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. They don't want people fucking... Man, that's in order to reduce the spread of COVID nineteen. Yeah, no, 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 not so ever. No getting it on. So, and there's no alcohol. I think I said that no alcohol. And you know, so the other thing is, it looks like spectators, both internationally and domestically, have been banned entirely. Originally, they were gonna like allow limited spectators, but no cheering, no chanting, no singing, so no fun, no fun. (laughs) fun. And then they're just outright like, no spectators, no international visitors, no tourism. Wow. And it's just the athletes. Be very one-sided. Yeah, no, it's well, it's 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 the athletes. Um, the, uh, the teams that work with the athletes, the officials and journalists. Okay. So that are allowed there. So like on the news this morning, I heard that in one of these softball events, someone hit a home run and it was just silent and just like a few lone <laughs> claps from like the, the staff, well, the staff actually, and know, some journalists that were there. Because of the pandemic, we were accustomed to silence <laughs> in the stands. Yeah, remember, remember when we watched, remember when like. Remember, like, when sports first, like, came back and, like, it was, like, all silent and we're like, this is weird. It's eerie, right? It's eerie as fuck, yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just, I think the Olympics are lame. You know, I even... This is the lamest one of all, though. Oh, yeah. This is the point I'm trying to make with it being held this year. Well, COVID is still a thing. Well, the vaccines are still being dispersed although I, I one thing i did note here is vaccines are not required for anybody of okay. staff no or athletes. passport no not needed um but they're encouraged and they have vaccines on site if you choose to get one there okay um yeah but basically this is just shaking up to be shaping up to be the uh most dullest, most bland Olympics. Mm. And rather than push it back, I guess they're pretty adamant about hosting this for whatever reason, whether it's the Olympic International Olympic Committee themselves pushing it or mm. the Japanese government 
or you know maybe no. you know, maybe it's a mixture of forces that really just wanted to happen like Money i said interest well like i said the athletes i'm sure do want to compete you know they've been training for this but you know what's the point if you're not going to get laid <laughs> yeah i mean come on so <laughs> you know anyway, and you know i mean and like we're do saying, we really need the Olympics is what no. the question here no, is. No, I don't really. And that's where I think the, sh- the shame for this segment should yeah. be thrown on is the Olympics as a general thing. Who cares? Who <laughs> fucking cares? You know, speaking of uh, like I was Shout out about, Michael Phelps. Shout out Michael Phelps. Um, uh, speaking of like culture war shit, like I was saying earlier, I remember uh, hearing... I th- I think it was on Tucker, but I'm not sure. It was on some Fox News show. They were talking about having genital inspect- inspections at the at the Olympics. No to, way to make to make sure there's no trans. No way. Yeah, I swear to God. I, I <laughs> swear to God. I thought, yeah. everybody's genitals. Whose yeah. job is that? It's not <laughs> inspecting genitals. It's testing testosterone. So some people have been disqualified. For not being in the accepted levels of testosterone. Right. When, when some people... Whether even, they're transvestite or not? Transgendered. Transgender, sorry. Yeah, whether or not they're transgender. Like, some ladies from Africa have been disqualified because their testosterone levels were too high. And they're like runners. Long distance runners. Well, that doesn't sound fair. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. sounds pretty lame. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's... You know, it's just, so, I, don't know, I just thought I'd bring that up. So For an event that is kind of lost its luster, I would say, in the 21st century that, you know, I guess comes around and people are like, oh, cool, the Olympics. And you kind of get to, you kind of get a little bit of insight into whatever city it's being held in. I like that aspect yeah. of it. You get to learn about this city, you know, and what goes on there. Right. But for the most part, I feel like, as you know, at least in the past decade, maybe throughout this century... The, the 21st century, the Olympics has lost a lot of its luster and a lot of its pizzazz. And yeah. I, you know, I don't know if this was a trend or just how I felt about it, but you know, this year really feels like the icing on the top of like a downward trend and a downward interest in the Olympics. And like, it's just surrounded with controversy this year. And I'm like, why can't we just like, Skip it and then come back in full force. Revive it. Yeah. Have a soft reboot yeah. in the twenty twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. For the summer. <laughs> soft reboot. I mean, are you guys, yeah. are you guys tuning into any Olympic events? Be honest. No. 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 It's all around. Shakari Richens. She's the girl that got popped for smoking weed. Mm. You know, I am kind of man. This Olympics is surrounded with bullshit. I am kind of interested in Simone Biles because, like, she, she's on another level of like greatness right now with the moves she does she has her own scoring like she's not allowed to do certain moves because oh you know i did i did i did hear about this yeah nice yeah 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 i do remember hearing about that yeah and i'm a big fan of women's gymnastics yeah it's awesome she does and she was beasting in the 2016 olympics yeah, she so was. She's back. She's back for more. All right, so that might be the the one Simone Biles, but literally everyone else, I don't. I don't. Really. I can you other than Simone Biles and and the runner Shikari Richardson. Yeah, but she's not. She's not competing anymore. Oh yeah. Um, like who? What other Olympic athletes could you name other than other than athletes that already like the U.S. men's basketball team? None yeah, of those. Yeah, guys. Okay, you're like Nigel Houston. Who? Tony Hawk and Nigel Houston. 
Who's that? Skateboarding team. Oh, the skateboarding team. Tony yeah, okay. Hawk. Oh, he's in the Olympics. I like couldn't believe that. I like wasn't hearing the name. Yeah, he's, isn't he too old? Wow. <laughs> no, he was like fucking. He was. Go, he was. I he guess he's still that good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I like didn't hear. I couldn't. I couldn't believe that Tony Hawk was silly. Wow. I was like not. That was like not registering. So real quick, the two medal contenders, they were from Namibia were disqualified in the women's 400 meter race because natural testosterone levels were too high. Too damn high. But were yeah. they legitimately transgender? No, no, no. no. They, they have natural... With, with higher than, like, like acceptable, quote-unquote, acceptable testosterone levels. Right. So, so some women, yeah, these women were... they Their bodies produce more naturally occurring testosterone and it and, and it shows up on the level like being above the levels when it's really just they're naturally I'd be pretty pissed if I was yeah um, and I'd be pretty pissed if I was Shikari Johnson too Shikari Richardson Richardson <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I don't follow the Olympics give me a break all right so I only first heard that lady's name on Twitter a couple of weeks ago all right when so, the news popped off so Okay, well, if you were if you were forced because the Olympic events are being hosted live, or you know, you, who watches sports not live? So obviously it's on the other side of the world. So these Olympic events will be airing in the middle of the night. So if it was four in the morning and you were forced to sit there and watch the Olympics for the for an hour, what event would you like to see most? <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, out of the like summer Olympics, down and they're like, Bro, okay, well, watch actually, I I was reading that in the summer Olympics, uh, they added <laughs> they added three v three basketball, three really? on three basketball. Oh, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Um, beach volleyball. Mm. Oh, remember how um, athletes that used to attend your high school? Oh were, yeah, Carrie Walsh. Weren't they? Uh, per, did they win the gold medals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she won for like women's doubles. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Let's 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 uh, let's move on. We're kind of we ran long a little long on that one. All right. So forget uh, the Olympics. Fuck the Olympics. Move on. Let's move, move on. on. Let's, let's all just move all on. collectively move on. Forget the Olympics. <laughs> um, so, wanted to talk today. Um, you see them rich people? They're going up into space. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, this I wanted to talk about Jeff Bezos and his cock rocket. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be a big fixation for everybody. Is that the top of this rocket kind of was phallic in nature? Yeah, it was uh, phallic in nature. Uh, it was phallic in nature. <laughs> uh, so, um, there, there's. I have a lot of problems with all of this in general. First off. Oh, I guess this is my corporate slam piece. Yeah. Slam! Blue Origin. Blue Origin slamming. Mm. Um, I, I just think it's gross how there's a lot of Americans who have this, like, idolized view of these billionaires, and they view them as, like, these people to look up to. A lot? A, what? I, you know, I'm. You're saying a lot of people. I, I think you have maybe a, a little bit of a, 
Uh, I I haven't noticed that. I see a lot of people criticizing this stuff. Okay. It doesn't seem like this is a well received adventure oh, that yeah, no, Jeff no, no, Bezos no. went it, on well, publicly. I, think, I don't know if I don't know if I th- what I see online is a little well, I biased. Think, I think his his he's lost a little bit of his luster because of all the Amazon uh the stuff that's come out as far as you know the working conditions and the factories and all that. Um. But, you know, there's still that kind of worship for, like, someone like an Elon Musk. You know what I mean? There's, you know what I mean? People still, like, kind of look up to him. I mean, you see that all over fucking Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, the point is, 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 what, what's up? Robert. Uh, Darkwing Dyke said, this bald bitch really spent, and the world, hunger, money, to spend 10 minutes flying in a giant dick. He needed his ass beat for real. I agree with that. So Who said 100%. that? Dark wing, wing dyke. Dark, Dark wing, wing dyke. dyke. Okay. All right. Is that a, is that a Twitter personality? <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. There's it, also the uh, untalked about massive amounts of carbon emissions that were released during literally the most deadliest summer on record due to weather events, whether it's heat waves um, and wildfires here in America or massive flooding in Europe and Asia. Like there is a crazy amount of environmentally related but issues yeah, let's, occurring let's burn this a bunch summer. Of Jeff, let's burn a bunch of fuel for yeah, slow rocket Yeah, and just launches. like forget about all those environment problems because we're going to space. Screw well, Earth. Jeff Bezos, when he came back down, um, he was like, "Oh man, you go up there and you really see the reverence. We gotta protect this little marble. We gotta, you know, what I mean, we gotta protect the world. You know." And it's like, "Okay, okay, dude." What a blowhard. Yeah. Anyway, so. I think the statement where a lot of people uh, receive backlash, and I think this is in, in, you know, in, because, dude, I just, I'm looking at the list. Handball is a fucking sport in the Olympics. Love me some handball. (laughs) All right. So, um, the thing that seemed to get Jeff Bezos in a bit of, a bit of, um, you know, not looked upon favorably for this is because, he said at the end of it, he said that he wanted to thank the Amazon workers and the Amazon uh, consumers for making this possible. For paying for it. For paying for it. Yeah. yeah. So out of touch. So, so out, out of, of touch, touch, dude. Oh my God. Spending billions of dollars so that a, a government rich ma- subsidized. Government subsidized dollars. So and he that can barely pays taxes. To go where we've been many times before. (laughs) (laughs) Suborbital launch. Yeah, exactly. 11-minute ride. You're right, Rob. It was a joy ride. (laughs) It was a rich man joy ride. Pay $28 million and then say, uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. He okay. probably thought it was stupid as fuck when it came no, down to it. He I actually, I actually read about that. Uh, the guy double booked and he ended up giving it to his son. And that man uh, is that uh, the son was Damon Oliver, who's the son of a private equity CEO. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Must be nice. I just want my student loans paid off, but you know, it's okay. Um, anyway, so, um, 
Jeff Bezos was pumping about a million a year into this into this uh, That's project. It? A billion. A billion. Okay. A billion. Did I say million? Yeah. Okay. I thought I heard a million. Okay, so a billion. He's pumping he's pumping a billion dollars a year into this project. He took his brother Mark, where he sh- I told you about this before, where he shot this like phony video where he's like asking him for the first time and it's like staged and lighted. And it's like, oh, do you want to come and Jeff Bezos' face? I don't know if you've noticed, there's been a lot of speculation that he's taking testosterone. Really? And you can really see it in his face. Like his face is like wider and like I'm just look at face comparisons of Jeff Bezos over the year and you'll see what I'm talking about. It looks like his jaw is wider. Like Bro, did you see how he put on a cowboy hat? Yeah, when he okay, landed? yeah, that was I so was like, dumb. yeah, it was so corny. I was like, dude, this guy wants to be the space cowboy so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so uh, he took his brother, Mark, the 18-year-old Damon Oliver, like I said, the son of a pre- private equity CEO. And then he took a woman, uh, Wally Funk, who is an actual candidate for a flight. She's 82 years old. Um, <laughs> he took an 82-year-old Yeah, woman. well, she qualified for uh, a launch, but um, I guess never actually made it to space. I don't huh. know the behind it, but she never... She always she qualified to be an astronaut, but never got the chance to go to space, huh. so... You know, I guess it was like kind of a nice nice gesture. (laughs) Oh, isn't that nice? (laughs) You know what I mean? So you can have that kind of reaction. Um, And uh, so uh, Bezos has now already sold about $100 million in tickets. For what? For the uh, next one, yeah, for the next flights, yeah, and apparently the ex- the estimated price they don't know because it's it seems like it's like you know you it's like client to client you know you have to set it up like none of us is ever gonna be able to you know even like you know s- see where to go you know unless you have a shit ton of money or unless you're being sent to the sex colony yeah exactly that's being set up in space on the moon um. And uh, it, so there, people are guessing it costs around three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars for a, for the the adventure, I guess. So this is basically like an amusement park attraction. Basically, at this point. yeah. And you know, he's like, "We're building the road so that our children can venture into space." Yeah, that's the worst thing about this is yeah. like they like I think they present this. And as like they're like pioneers, they're they're paving the way, the new frontier. Yeah, but really, we've been like to the moon. And they have rockets that they can launch. Yeah. Like what? It, what is what good scientifically speaking or technologically speaking is really coming from this? Like what new science has been discovered? What research was done? What advancements were made? Right. Well, you know, they're, they're, or is they're... this just like what people say, and rightfully so, I think, a vanity project. It is a vanity you know? project, and you know what? And the thing that really bothers me is that, you know, from our previous NASA launches, we gained a lot of, like, useful technology that we still use to this day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, from going to space, you know, from you know, from learning, it, it, but it was a public project. It was like, a, you know, like when you're playing Civ, like, it's like a public works project to get to space. You know, what I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's something that benefits the whole, the whole, everybody in the United yeah, States. Yeah, whereas right? this is a private a, endeavor. Yeah, and this is just a private endeavor so that he can sell fucking tickets to Jeff Bezos Disneyland, which is a ride up to fucking the orbit. Well, you know what I think the ultimate goal is? Is this not like what an Elon Musk presents of a colony? And I don't even know what Jeff Bezos' ultimate goal, stated goal is, but the ultimate dream, I think, of the ultra wealthy and the corporations behind them is to 
is for business and industrial reasons like to yeah do to some, like mine asteroids yeah, space and shit, mining yeah. or just like yeah. a control over space would be highly lucrative i would assume. oh yeah totally think yeah. about all the missiles we can launch from there <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so um you know i just think it's gross and it's nothing more than just a, a distraction honestly this that's all it is this all this shit it's just a it's and the media my god the media were fucking licking his ball back ball bag front to back dude they were oh my god he's such a oh my god such a visionary you know using all the you know hacks. i didn't see again i have to disagree i didn't see a lot of a lot of that uh, i can show you some clips after we we're done here and i'll show you okay. where where they're straight up like they're like this is really cool it and good. seemed like it was a very lukewarm reception he got well no no people, people like, online okay. people online a lot of them like criticized criticized him i'm talking about the media though mm. i'm talking about like corporate media okay corporate media was but the thing is it's like i you know i think um you know th this stuff used to be done by the government this stuff used to be done by us for us and these corporations are just fucking you know just like they're trying to stake their claim in space you know whatever um i just think it's lame honestly and it and, it, and i just i hate that they're you know um but you know okay before this launch though they were looked at as like kind of like oh yeah jeff Bezos. i mean uh, elon musk wants to go to space and you know what you know he's what a visionary you know they use the that term mm -hmm. you know what i mean well a big complaint you know, several years ago was like, why isn't, why aren't we funding moon missions anymore? Why is NASA not getting, not doing space missions anymore? And I think a lot of people fail to realize like how expensive and how tedious that is. I mean, the ISS exists, which is right. an international project to research in space. I think there has like a lot of times with these you know, rocket endeavors is they're putting the the horse before the carriage. I think that there's a lot more research in both like, you know, rocket science and and physics and astronomy in general that has to be conducted here on Earth before, before yeah, technology totally agree, yeah. and the ability to do like larger scale space exploration is feasible right, right now. Like, and what are these guys going to get to? Musk. And Bezos both. They're not landing on Mars. They're not landing on the moon. They're, they're going to take, yeah, they're going to take they're some rocket. They're going to the edge yeah, of space. Yeah, and then come back <laughs> down and do their fucking dick swinging media yeah. press conference. Come out with the and, Dude, when he came out with the, that goddamn and cowboy that's it, hat. I, there's, there's no, that's the point. There's no research to be gained here. There's no... You want to feel some real accomplishment? Save some... Figure out some of the goddamn problems in the world, like... Or homelessness, or, or here, or here, yeah, uh, homelessness, dude. Jeff Bezos can literally, change. with all of his money, could solve homelessness. Climate change. <laughs> There's, a, there is a lot of more pressing issues, yeah. I think, right now in our world yeah. than space exploration. And of course, totally. that's I think you know not a field or, to be ignored or neglected, but yeah. you know. There's a lot of stuff that can still be researched here from the surface of Earth. Like yeah, launching it, rockets into the stratosphere just to come down 10 minutes later seems really pointless. And it doesn't seem like you're gaining much other than just the media press conference you get afterwards. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. maybe, like, whatever. Okay, first, first off, I wanted to mention this. They were all wearing suits. Not, like they were like uniforms, but they were yeah. just made by Jeff. So Jeff had he's like, I gotta design my little spacesuit for when I come out and look mm -hmm. all cool, you know, whatever. Uh, so uh, 
Bezos said now he's going to be spending time between Blue Blue Origin and his Bezos Earth Fund, which just uh, weirdly, I looked it up, it weirdly just said looking for solutions to climate crisis and climate change and, you know, all this stuff. It's just very vague. Okay. Didn't, you know what I mean? Nothing. It just seems like something a rich guy would have to make him look like a respectable gentleman. In that press conference, he gave two people a hundred million to decide which charity. They he basically just picked two people. He's like, "Oh, here's a hundred million. You decide which charity it goes to." It's like, it's gross. It's kind of gross to kind of just do that out in front. You know what I mean? Just do it. Just do it. Why do you have to? Why does it have to be all this manufactured vanity thing, like you said, a vanity project, so that he can put that? And uh, you know he's gonna. He thinks of himself as a space explorer now. You know what I mean? Just for fucking. He's gonna call himself an astronaut till the yeah. day he dies. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm an astronaut. Oh, I'm an <laughs> astronaut. But um, yeah. You know, I just, I just think that it's um capitalism gone very very off the rails <laughs> late stage capitalism yeah it's late stage capitalism late, for it yeah. yeah yeah and um i just i just feel that you know it's like oh how about paying your taxes jeff bezos how about that sure <laughs> yeah you know how about we uh you know we chop up some of your money that you're fucking just hoarding that he's even said before in interviews he has so much money he doesn't know what to do with it well, you know why Jeff Bezos only went to basically the stratosphere, the edge of space, right? Why? Because space isn't real. Oh, it's this, all an is illusion. This, is this, uh, okay, I see what you're saying. This is one of your fucking, your, your uh, conspiracy it's theories. It's all an huh? illusion. All right. All right. Let me, let me sit down. S- sit, let me sit back. But, um, all right, space is fake, huh? Space. Okay, before I get into this one. Here we um, go. Here we go. You know, because in the previous conspiracy theories or mysteries that um, we've covered here, um, I think there's a, a little bit of validity to some of them. So before this one, it, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer that I don't necessarily neither of us necessarily agree or believe this stuff or you know (laughs) yeah think it's true and this is probably the most outlandish one i've had yet we're just we're just entertaining some tomfoolery some general fun to talk about and um it's 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 a it's some silliness so, that is 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 entertaining the devil. There are twenty six fans so, out there. In the li- <laughs> don't in, don't send any hate mail. In, in line with uh, you know this alleged billionaire space race, yeah. you know I think there's this prevailing theory. It was born online. Um, that space is fake. One of the chans. Um, it's unclear where this came from. Um. It has its origins most likely within the moon landing hoax, mm. um, which has been a long, long time conspiracy theory. Moon landing's fake. I yeah, have the documents. Moon landing never happened. And what what it appears to me is that this was perhaps started online as a joke. Okay. Um, that the space <laughs> is fake was kind of like this kind of like faux rallying cry for like internet trolls. Uh, <laughs> internet trolls like 
you know, playing with conspiracy theories to kind of just you know, be like, th- you know, when conspiracy theories come up and people are saying all this stuff and then someone will chime in and be like, and space is fake too. I bet you, you know? there's a huge overlap between space is fake folks and uh, flat earthers. But oh, I, I actually, yes, that is true. Um, there's a uh-huh. lot, a lot of connections to the flat <laughs> okay. earthers. Fun. Um, it turns, it, what it appears. They're very fun, notoriously fun bunch, the uh, flat earthers. What it seems like <laughs> is that, um, that uh, space of fake gained, I guess, some traction. If it did start as a joke, it gained some legitimate traction among conspiracy theories as kind of like uh, an answer to, you know, when people are like, why do you think the Earth's flat? And, you know, that leads to a series of questions being like, oh, so are you saying the other planets are flat? Um, what about space? And the, I guess the an answer that a lot of flat earthers have to the bombardment of questions they receive when they inevitably receive when they say the earth is flat um, (laughs) is they've kind of gone back to say hey you know what space is in general is fake and there's this old idea of what is called a firmament it originates from the bible actually in, in the creation story of the bible that the earth was in some type of dome shape and that what was above, what we saw as the sky, is this thing called the firmament. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a shell or some dome encasing the earth. And what is outside that that we see as the sky is... It, there's different theories, either <laughs> the most outlandish being that it's a hologram created by... The, <laughs> by you know, the, the, this theory also has a lot of ties to, you know, New World Order claims. And New World Order! Um, but that it's like either a hologram created by the new world order in order to trick us or that there's water that we're there's a weird ones that like we're it's water and that we're actually on the inside of the earth and the earth itself (laughs) is a shell that we live inside of and the ocean there's an inner ocean that we have and then there's an outer ocean which is the firmament and it's like encased in this dome the creativity of lunatics will never cease to amaze me (laughs) so um uh, a big thing that this that this uh, space is fake theory is is tied to is a general mistrust in the government and scientific communities and various authority agencies. Um, a big target of space is fake, and it's a big target for many conspiracy theories, from moon landing hoaxers to flat earthers. Is that NASA? is behind all this and that nasa mm, exists evil nasa yeah that nasa is like a tool of the deep state or the new world order and that it exists purely to generate space related hoaxes and to create fake images everything you see in space is cgi and um you'll laugh when i'm know, the high commander of the space force it's not real or whatever um but you know there's some various extremes um in this in this conspiracy theory um, like I mentioned, the far extreme being that this is all just a hologram, that what we see is a hologram projected by NASA or the NWO or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but there's also some that maybe don't take it that far. They believe that perhaps the sun is real, okay. the moon, the, our <laughs> solar system is real. It's just everything that's further out from our solar system, be it the rest of the galaxy as is what's fake that nasa doesn't actually know what's beyond our own solar system so this idea of other galaxies existing and black holes and supernovas and all quasars and all that good stuff you hear about (laughs) quasars quasars deep astronomy is all kind of just made up okay and, and by by nasa or scientists um you know um 
hold on one second here. Um, so there's a few different camps in this. Um, some believe that, like I said, there's some that believe that Earth is round, but humans never escape. It's not a flat Earth thing. It's just it's impossible to go to space. They believe that, you know, the technology is it's just not there. It's not something that's cap that human beings are capable of doing. Um, some believe that we're able to launch satellites into orbit, but that's about it. Some believe outright that satellites don't exist. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the interesting thing here is I think that this space is fake ties to a greater mistrust in our government and authority systems. Distrust in science. Yeah. Distrust in science and just distrust in the government and, and authority agencies and stuff like that. Because I think a lot of conspiracies are based in this, like, oh, if I haven't seen it, then it's not true. And, like, why should I just take the word of the government or, you yeah. know, public authorities? Like, I have to see this to know it's true. And how do I just not know that they're just making this all up as, you know, just get as a hoax? Just get $300,000 and you can go up on Galaxy uh, Blue Origin, the Blue Origin <laughs> rocket. Well, you know, that actually lends to people that believe in this theory even more now that rich people are getting on in on it, on the space, the quote unquote space exploration frontier. That Now that even lends more so to these conspiracy theorists who think that, oh, see, like, clearly now the world elites are even in on it. They're just, it's all just one big giant fabrication, and see, they're, they're playing with it now. So I want to read you something funny that I read that was published just the other day. I don't know if this is satire or if this is an online okay. troll. It's <laughs> okay. from something That's I called... That's a great preface to have. It's from it's someone called the Yokim Bartol Official's official blog. Mm, official, very so, official. So here's what he wrote about uh, Jeff Bezos' locker on. She's a denier of space. Okay. The phallic dildo-looking rocket flight <laughs> and CGI feast was served to the dumbed-down and sleeping masses on the 52-year anniversary of Stanley Kubrick's moon landing production that took place on July 20th, 1969, which was the 201st day of the year. And considering the undeniable phallic shape, it's also clear this was an, a ritual to the god Osiris. Oh, you know, yeah, of course. Osiris who had his body cut into 14 pieces by Seth. Of course, Seth. everyone knows that. And the only piece Isis couldn't find was, well, his phallus. So she made a golden dildo, and somehow she got impregnated with that thing. Thus, the phallic worship amongst the elite and all the phallic symbolism and monuments slash obelisks. She probably couldn't find it because NASA and later on Bezos took a ride on it to outer space. <laughs> and also... I, I, I appreciate this man's vitriol. And also, very appropriate that Branson went to space nine days earlier in his quote-unquote virgin rocket. Did <laughs> yeah, I go in my Chad <laughs> rocket, all right? Did Bezos impregnate... The Virgin Branson with his dildo rocket. Wow. They are a sick bunch, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I digress from all that crazy so, shit. So uh, that's just what this guy had to say about that, which I thought. I was mean, maybe maybe he honestly believes that. Fairly humorous. I mean, he he delves into like some weird number thing, and he oh, does like all these weird God. number things, okay. and ends up by seeing. And clearly, as you can see here, outer space is fake. Um, of course. One 
One interesting thing I want to mention too in researching this topic, and I've noticed this in <laughs> research. And I've noticed this in trying to research other conspiracy theories is that if you try and Google it, you're directed to like very surface level uh, articles through like space.com or whatever that are like the most outlandish conspiracy theories, the most craziest, wildest things people are pushing on the internet, internet trolls are pushing. And it's really hard to actually find what people are saying online. I have mm. to go and use alternative search engines. Google like kind of doesn't show it to you. Interesting. They kind of hide Dead internet. this, this, and Dead other, internet yeah. hiding the fucking yeah, the documents. Yeah, I have to go and use like DuckDuckGo to find to find more information about this and other conspiracy theories. Um, you know, so you know, I guess you know if you're someone who really does believe this stuff and believes there is a greater deep state new world order plot at hand. There is just evidence that, like, why can't I find more information about space not being real? Google's <laughs> directing me to all this nonsense, and it just like it just feeds into the nonsense. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's what, a... One interesting thing I did found is there's actually a lot of merch related to this topic. <laughs> of course, <laughs> a dude. lot of merch. Yeah, of course, um, dude. I found one here that says that has the moon on it, and it just says "nope" in big letters. <laughs> <laughs> nope, and just nah. On the back, it has something about NASA's a hoax. Do your own research blah 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 um man what is it with this is on amazon.com by the way to keep in line with bezos i found this product and there's a lot of other websites selling various spaces fake merch this in the description it says have we been to the moon nope we've been lied to by nasa and the government about the stage 1969 moon landing event this t-shirt makes a great gift for men and women who are into conspiracy theories this tea aims to shine a light shine light on the lies fed to us by secret societies who control our system whoa so yeah someone's making money off this and, and, and as, as always with of a lot course. of these conspiracy theories grifters like, gonna grift like i said this one there's there's a big connection to ideas of new world orders and deep state with this is that people believe this because they they there's conspiracy theorists these days online have really gotten themselves into so deep of believing everything's fake and believing right. like everything we've been taught in school, everything the government tells us, everything we hear from scientists or other authority figures, none of it's real. So what this is, I think, is a product of people becoming too entrenched in that everything is fake type mindset, mm -hmm. which is very which a lot of people who are into conspiracy th theories are very prone to, Yeah, you know, because. I'm going to go and when I go do my, I'm going to go out right now and say, I, I don't believe this. I think space is real. Um, Ooh, hot yeah. take, hot take. So, well, well, <laughs> hot take alert, hot um, take alert. <laughs> but, you know, it just, like I said, it serves a greater purpose as kind of, it's I not, agree. it's not itself a standalone conspiracy theory. Like you're not going to find anybody, someone who doesn't believe in any conspiracy theories, except that space is fake. <laughs> <laughs> like that person doesn't exist. It, it, it it's kind of a, 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 it, a, it's a deep track for conspiracy theories. It's like a, it's like a little bit of a contingency conspiracy okay. theory that when, a, when someone is getting getting pressed so hard about their views about the deep state new world order flat earth moon hoaxes the government whatnot that this is kind of a weapon they can pull out at the very at, this is like a last ditch kind of you know fault fail safe where they're like okay space is fake too you know <laughs> it's just like, like you know it seems like it seems like it's just their way for just to be like no fuck it's fake space well, is fake. it's like if you get pushed enough especially if you're a flat earther or, or um, someone who's a moon hoaxer or you have you know you're 
whatever hate nasa this is like this is like your your this is like your trump card to just be like none of space isn't even real space isn't even real it's a hologram <laughs> End of conversation or whatever <laughs> but i do i do want to talk about a little bit of like what i think about this aside from it you know being a strange conspiracy theory that obviously has a lot of ties to just government mistrust and stuff is that uh, there is one thing that I think that there is a little bit of credence here for, and that's okay. um, I like studying space. I like astronomy and cosmology as a topic. Um, mm. I was never good at it in school because I was bad at math, and a lot of math is required. Yeah, and you're not this. a nerd. And, you um, talk to girls, okay? <laughs> but, um, I do think like a lot of times when you are studying the greater universe. Um, a lot of it is like theoretical, like physics is theoretical. The further out you go, it's like they're kind of making guesses yeah. based on math. And there's like a lot of like assumptions and fill-ins being made. So My sex life is theoretical. I, I don't think the question is, is space fake? Um, but the, the question here is how much of what cosmologists and astronomers theorize about the universe, be it anything from the Big Bang to theories about dark matter and dark energy. Because, you know, dark matter and dark energy, it's not something that's been, like, empirically recorded in science. It's more that, like, through the through observations that cosmologists have taken right. and models they've created of the universe, there's holes. There's holes that they can't explain. So right. they create theories like dark matter and dark energy to kind okay. of fill in these holes that they don't understand right so like i said the question isn't is space fake it's how much of our current model of the universe our current understanding of physics is true and not true not that i think scientists are deliberately lying or that any science-based agencies are doing this as a hoax right it's that they are like i'm my question is how much of their theories are true and how much of them are Incorrect, because, you know, science throughout the ages, science has, you know, proposed theories that turn out not to be true. And, you know, the, the, the greater science evolves, the more research can be done on the universe. When it was just Newtonian physics and gravity, you know, right. we could just observe the universe, our, our solar system itself. But then Einstein came along and gave us relative physics. Then we're able to explore even more. Right, it builds on each other. Yeah, and, and so it keeps expanding but like i wonder how many more blind holes we have like my it's not more like space is fake it's how much do we not know about space mm. and how much of our current models of the universe how much do physicists and cosmologists and astronomers truly understand and how much is it just physics and most of them i think will tell you yeah a lot of this is theoretical like if you remember a few years ago they first were able to capture a, a genuine picture of a black hole and I remember reading something. Looks a lot like my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember reading something that this was a very big moment in in cosmology. Right. Because until then, they were like almost certain black holes existed. Right. But, but they hadn't. They hadn't seen. But it. until this point, it was purely theoretical. They were like, we think they exist. All of our models and evidence tells us they're there, but there's no direct proof or evidence of them until they had that photo. Then they're like, okay, black holes do exist, but up until then, it was just like they're almost they were oh, pretty sure you know what? that they I, existed. I get what you're getting at. So you're, you're saying you're saying that because a lot of this stuff is 
you know, theoretical until proven mm-hmm. that it might as well just be fake. Yeah, and like a lot of models of the universe might okay. not be true. Okay. Like the Big I, Bang might not be how the universe. But see, came I think I, I think you're giving you're giving a lot of uh, logic to people who are not using. Well, <laughs> I don't think the conspiracy theorists are necessarily approaching it from this angle, but. I think that this would be the most productive angle to approach space space summit space from if you want to maintain this air of skepticism that conspiracy mm. theorists so love to have yeah. is to just be like, well, how much of this stuff is not that it's fake? How much of this is true or close to true? And how much of this is just theory and assumptions and just fill-ins for things that they believe might be there because of what models and empirical data suggests? And, you know, a lot of times on the same note, a lot of times when you see photos from space and I'm talking far out photos of nebulas, galaxies, you notice they're all colorized and crazy looking. A lot of those photos are actually altered. And a lot of times it'll say this is an artist's rendition or interpretation of the model. And a lot of times um, those ones that are very colorful aren't actually like that. And what scientists have done is fill in a lot of the color to represent various radiation like x-rays gamma rays that aren't um picked up by the human eye okay so they represent them with these different colors so the idea that you might have in your head if you think nebulas and think of like these great beautiful colorful things in space if you went on bezos's rocket and he flew you out there um and (laughs) he flew you up to the crab nebula or wherever it wouldn't look like the picture that you would see online if you looked up crab nebula online and you see this big old colorful thing it would be more more dark because really what those colors are is a representation of the radio radiation energy that's there. Mm, okay. You might there might be some light, but what the colors representing is is the gamma rays, the X rays, the ultraviolet light okay. that is there. So, what I think at the end of this at the end of the day, what what space is fake in this theory and a lot of conspiracy theories that center around science, I think shows us is that the public has a really bad relationship with understanding science. There's a lot of scientific hmm. illiteracy. I wonder, I wonder where you get that from, Zach. <laughs> um, you know, as Canada passes us in vaccinations. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of scientific illiteracy in America yeah. and the world. And I think science as a journalistic medium is very hard to cover. I think scientific journalism mm-hmm. isn't as comprehensive and as flushed well, out and as clear to the public as it could be well because at any time they could be wrong they could be mm. wrong but it's their best their best understanding at the moment with mm. the tools they have yeah and the idea of science is that you know you build hypothesis based off observation then you collect data empirical data you run experiments and then you form a theory based off that and if that Nerd. theory turns out to be wrong then you adjust you know accordingly you know and so that's like the essence of the scientific method the scientific process but you know i think people just the public at large either they choose to ignore that or they just kind of forget that when they read stuff about science be it space or medicine or physics or anything and so people kind of make big leaps and assumptions that they're like oh that doesn't make any sense to me like you know and space i think is just the most obvious one because you you hear about stuff from space and i think 
a lot of people look at it and they're like, there's no way. There's no way things are that massive. And it's almost incomprehensible a lot of times. And some part of you almost is just like, is this even real? We can't see it. We can't feel it. We can't touch it. It's just models and, and scientific observations that we don't, majority of people, unless you're in the field, don't understand. And at least to people being like, how, how do we know this? You know, what? how do we know this is true or not? So I don't know if there's a good solution for it. Like obviously education would be, I guess, an obvious answer, but I don't even know if that would change much because I mean, I had a fairly decent education. I didn't go into any sciences deep, but even me, like I, like I like to read this stuff as a layman. Like it's still like every now and then I'm hit with this question in my, as, as more of a philosophical sense than a literal, like none of this is real. It's more of like, how do we even know any of this is true? Like how do we, and, and if it is, why, you know, and like, why are physics the way they are? Why is, why does stuff like that out there exist? You know, and how, you know, if it re- really truly does, why is, why does stuff as massive as pulsar galaxies, quasar galaxies exist in the way they do? Why does something as massive and gargantuan as a black hole exist? And for what purpose? And how did it get there? You know, and then you're kind of offered these like, somewhat understandable scientific explanations but the majority of people myself included don't fully understand it so you're still kind of left there in this skeptical state where like you're just both in awe of the grandness and the sublimeness of space but also like kind of like a part of you just can't fully wrap your mind around it and you're just like maybe it's not there at all you know if I can't see it's kind of like almost comes back to the classic philosophical if there's a tree in the forest and it falls does it make a noise like if there's no observation if there's no pickup if there's no one or, there to or, the, or the modern that, interpretation like, um if there isn't a story or a snapchat made did it actually happen exactly <laughs> but like the point is if there's like something that's so incomprehensible that it's purely just exist in a theoretical theory. sense right like how do we even know it if that's true or not i can see your so. point i can see that you know i think uh you know i think the grandness of space definitely like intimidates a lot of people um i think uh it kind of like you know it's um it kind of makes you question your own mortality a little bit because you think of like, you know, the lives and deaths of these certain universes that, you know, whatever you think of, you know, I, it's just, it's a very thought provoking subject. Sometimes it's almost easier to just believe it's fake than to do all that work and do yeah. all that research. Fuck <laughs> it. I'm turning my brain <laughs> off. Space is fake. <laughs> um, uh, an interesting thought I had behind this where I'm like, okay, let's just f- for the sake of just, you know playing with the idea let's say space is fake what would be the reason well like because like what would be the profit to be made what would be the reason there and i have this idea that scientists believe that it's better for human beings to think that there's something out there rather than nothing at all that this idea and the thought if there truly is a void in, in there's in the universe there's nothing there it's just emptiness that that idea is too too nihilistic and too empty and it would be it would cause people existential horror to to realize that there's just a void out there and there's nothing and this is just it what's here on earth and what we can see yeah you know and that it's almost more comforting to be like oh no there's crazy bunch of stuff out there that's a little bit more comforting 
in a metaphysical sense than there is to be like, oh, there's nothing out there. It's just a yeah. void. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with this. I did forget to mention just one little touch on this. There's also a little bit of a tie-in with the simulation theory. Oh, yeah. And that, like, you know, the, you know, without getting into it, if this world and, and human consciousness and the universe is all a simulation, then obviously the universe and space is part of the simulation and therefore fake. So I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, so I... I, I think it's a it's a it's a very interesting way of uh you know I I get I get why people might think that because like you said it's a very theoretical it's very esoteric it's mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the just thinking that there's a void my God that's that's a that's a kind of a scary thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that we're it, almost in some Truman Show type. Yeah, that's reality. literally what I was thinking of. Like Where? you know, like when he goes to the edge mm-hmm. and he goes to the edge and he's just like he's like he like thinks that he's gonna get in the boat and escape and then he gets to the edge and he it's literally like starts wall, walking yeah. up the stairs. You know? Yeah. But imagine in the Truman Show, he obviously goes out and there's a whole world there. But what if you open that door and there's nothing? It's just emptiness. It's a void. Um. It's more reassuring to think that there's a whole bunch of stuff out there a whole world rather than a void of nothing okay so my question for you is all these billionaires vanity space projects are they fruitless endeavors are they part of the new world order and nasa's greater hoax are they in on it are they do they know and these are just fruitless endeavors and they're eventually going to hit the firmament and blow up (laughs) (laughs) if jeff bezos blew up i would be okay what if he got so high up in the rock he's like all right guys this is where the firmament is and he reached down he slapped it put an amazon sticker on it (laughs) fell back to earth and he's like well space fake as you guys on the rocket now know we're gonna have to kill you now <laughs> Kill that old lady, yeah, and the kid. <laughs> but not his brother. He can. He, so like, yeah, I, you know, I think research into space and astronomy in general. I think there, it's better for those efforts to be poured into here on Earth, into physics and cosmology and observation from Earth. These rocket projects aren't going anywhere. The vastness of space is too great. It's gonna be technology, like, technology will need to jump there, like yeah. like yeah. It, it, it's it's probably gonna be past our lifetimes. Let's yeah. be honest. You know, what I mean, it most likely will not happen in our lifetime. Maybe at the end, who knows? But you know, who knows if the world will even be here because of global warming? So there you go. Well, space will still be there. So space what do you still- think? Uh, is space real? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think space is real, but you know what? Like, kind of after the case you've made, I kind of understand why people might think that. I still don't understand why people think the Earth is flat. That's still one that, like I said, a lot of the conspiracy theorists I don't think come at it from the same angle that I am of like being, you know, questioning the theories themselves. I think, like I said, it's more of just a tool for just. People that are really entrenched in conspiracy right. theories as like a fallback, like yeah, everything's fake and space is too. Cool. You know, kind now of. I can go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, it's interesting. It's the one that you were bringing up a lot. I've wanted to cover this one since like yeah. we started this show, but it's uh, hilarious. It's it, funny. It, it is. It is. Space pretty, is fake. <laughs> it on. is pretty funny. I gotta admit, you know. Uh, yeah, who? I mean, it's a fun idea to toy with too, in a metaphysical, philosophical sense. Yeah, totally. I think. Yeah, you I know, just think. I just think is that there is there truly this magnificent, grand craziness that that we that we know about, or is it just nothing? Just a void. Just a void. 
just like my sex life. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, your sex life and space have a lot in common. It's Cold, just... empty, and unforgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally a billionaire might la- try and launch a phallic-shaped rocket on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just to test the boundaries. <laughs> See how close we can get to that black hole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, I I think a lot of, you know, the more you kind of expose me to these conspiracy theories, the more I just think these are just tools for people to just understand the world. And, you know, maybe they're just kind of coming at it from a weird and warped view. But, you know, there's a reason to kind of why. Now, like I said, some of the other ones we've talked about aren't as... uh, This is the most outlandish one by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports are still fake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. <laughs> and time, time travelers, they're real. Uh, yeah, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, but is space fake? No. <laughs> but it's interesting that people think it is. And I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, people have been floating that moon landing one for forever. So. That was, predates the internet. Yeah. That's, that's, an, that's an original meme. Yeah, that's an old school one. Yeah. The only, um, and I would like to cover this one too, the only one that's older then then one of the oldest ones i can think of is the hollow earth theory it uh, almost yes. goes back to the 19th that century. might be a good one to do one yeah. on that one's pretty cool and it's related to a lot of um is it isn't space. it like isn't it like they believe like monsters are in the core yeah, or something like dinosaurs that? went to the into the <laughs> earth and nazis escaped into the earth we'll have to get to that one one day <laughs> aliens aliens all ufo phenomena it's not from outer space it's not from outer space it's inside the earth oh, okay yeah. so again like i said a lot of these conspiracy theories you know you start questioning a hollow earth thing and you're like well what about all the space stuff and they'll be just big like, space isn't real everything you know about space is all coming from the inside of the earth <laughs> there you go from the from well, the from the mouth of babes <laughs> you know one more one more funny thing on this okay. note i was seeing something that said that um they're, the space is fake people hate um, ufologists and alien people because they Beef. are adamant that the government has staged aliens and UFOs to help propagate the uh, lie of space is fake. That say, hey, there's the UFOs from space, the aliens from space, and that people that believe that are playing into the gov- big government lie that space is fake. I so <laughs> I, I think that's just, you know, I don't think you can get a bunch of conspiracy theorists to all agree on one theory. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you break it down. You get them to argue each other about their points. That's and right, then- <laughs> and they cannibalize themselves, and then they just... It floats off into nothingness, into the void. <laughs> um, all right, well, um, in- very interesting one, Zach. I, I was not expecting to like it, but you know, I gotta admit, I, I it's interesting. You gotta say it's a fun idea to play with. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll come back at you next week. Thank you for joining us, Robert. Yeah, he's outside. <laughs> he it was too hot in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> Got right. a little too controversial. Robert couldn't take the, the truth. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't take the truth. Like, oh. He didn't want to be truth pilled. <laughs> He's being red pilled too hard. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next week. We're out of here. Thank you Peace. for listening. Ground control to major taunts. Seven, six, commencing countdown engines on. Check ignition and may God's love be with you.
Tom to ground control I'm stepping 